0: Let's get it, man. First of all, fuck Cassim. We record, right? <laughs> fuck Cassim, Mike, and Kenny. They all folded. Cassim, K- the worst one, he folded off a of, uh, uh he sent me a picture. He had a party <laughs> eating fucking uh seafood salad.
1: I'll make you a plate.
0: Yeah. So what's up, man? You ready?
1: I'm ready, man. I'm here.
0: See, hey, we ready when you ready, man.
1: He's heating up!
0: Yeah. Yeah, I heard niggas talking about what they be really talking about, these niggas claim that they be steppers, but they never walk it out, This nigga like a dreidel spin'. Em. block full of hollows,
2: watch me send it. if block was bendy, so we bend it. put a hand to him, we finna. shot popping out this 509, little bitch, we quick to F and keep
0: on raining out this sound, we wet this block and leave them swimming, two, two, three and hit it silky, it'll leave his waist spinning, blood gushing, he my globe and make it look like that boy blushing, listen made in Austria, but all my favorite guns is Russian, bro just rolled the Doty up, he put the hop inside a Russian, I see a nigga out, I don't like it. my adrenaline stuff. Bro, demons on my shoulder saying, Kenny, up your finger, fuck it. I heard niggas talking about what they be really talking about. These niggas cleaner, they be steppers, but they never walk it out. This nigga like a trail spinner. Oh, man. Bendy, so in the it. building, episode 93. One fan radio. Shout out to everybody that's been tuning in, subscribing, and all that. We got it. Got it rolling on all the ads except for Facebook. That's I another that. That's another fight. That block's so slow, boy. I saw your tweets. We got one share, random share the other day. <laughs> I was hype. I thought somebody I thought somebody did it by mistake and shit. But it's a real listen, you know what I'm saying? A special guest in the building, man. We got DJ Young Legend in the building, man. What's up, man? That's good. I don't even do interviews, so this is yeah, definitely yeah. special. I do maybe one
1: every Five years, right, right, <laughs> so, right. We definitely needed this yeah. one, man.
0: You know, just uh talking to you all the time, off, off mic. You know what I'm saying? And real genuine, dude. You know, we we appreciate what you do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just the insight, the feedback, and all that. And somebody that I really just wanted to. A lot of times when I when I get people in here, I just want to just get them the the you to just yeah. go. Like yeah. it ain't even really about me. I could care less. You right, know what right. Saying? But um. A question that I really want to ask, like a personal joint, like how, let's say somebody listening, right, mm-hmm. and they and they and they want to do what you do. Mm-hmm. How did you go about about managing artists? How does that? How do you? I go? mean, I would have
1: to start prior to even managing artists, and just having the knowledge and the vision for your whatever you want to do just believing in yourself initially like it started for me just DJing and learning about the business and having a love for the music and mm-hmm. then that just went into having my friends my friends down the street I didn't even know it was, it was management at the time maybe just helping my homie down the street with his his career from their A&R work doing mixtapes all that tied into management at some point but if you want to do anything not even just manage I just say just say put the time in believe in yourself have the vision and you might you might you know lose a few friends and family members on the uh the journey but Absolutely. you know just stay down stay, stay ten toes down stay committed you know keep it moving there's going to be a lot of um obstacles in your way it's going to be time away from your family time away from your kids time away from your your mom however made money it's not a lot of sacrifice so i would say if you believe in it wholeheartedly just stay ten toes down and just you'll figure it out
0: so what we got you in the DJ how long was you
1: DJing? I'm 34 years old, so I've I was initially DJing since I was about 14, 15 years old. I was like a freshman in high school. It was just kind of just listening to Cosmic Kev on the radio, mm-hmm. uh, seeing DJ what he was doing Rockefeller Touch Tone on the radio. Damn
0: Touch Tone, um, man, that didn't yeah, show. yeah. Oh, I, forgot all about
1: I don't, and when people ask me, that, I don't know how I got into it. It was kind of just like, like I said, just the love of the music, hearing the the come up show, and just. Loving music, and from there I, I got like a um, a catalog in the mail. It was called Pro Sound and Stage Audio Lighting or something like that. It basically had DJ equipment, audio equipment, and speakers in this catalog. I'm flipping the pages. I'm like, oh, let me see what's in here. It was turntables, and it was around Christmas time. I was like, hey, asked my parents, hey, I want some turntables, and those turntables were like cheap. Like a starter kit, yeah. cheap new mark belt drives. You they they was cheap, um, and from there, <laughs> poly that into whatever it is now. But it was initially just loving music and just listening to the radio and the mixtapes back in the day.
0: So, I'm gonna alley-oop this to you, right? Mm-hmm. Name, since you've been managing artists, name some of your highlights. Like, I see one time you pointed out that, uh Sign so up, you, like, middleman something for, like, Sap or something like that? Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, I've known Sap since about 2011. And how I met Sap was just—I'll answer your question, but to double back. Yeah. We, he was in, like, this battle competition. You know, like, the producer battles or whatever. hmm and this is, like, a little bit after, like, he had the buzz with the Joey Jahad records and the Meek yeah. in My Bags. So I wouldn't say he was on a decline, but he was just, you know, doing his thing. So long story short, he was at a producer battle. Actually, Cardiac was in that battle, too. And I felt like Sap should have—it was like a Budweiser beat battle. And I felt like Sapp should have won that battle. So when I got home, I reached out to him on Facebook. I was like, yo, that, you did your thing, da-da-da. Anybody working with you? He was like, no, not really. He sent me his number from there. Um I already had a relationship with cool from cool and dre just from being in the business and just mm-hmm. annoying him to be honest bugging him for whatever reason right and I just end up sending cool from cool and dre um sap's YouTube channel where he was like making beats on the spot or whatever sap was um cool was interested in working with him and it was like a maybe like a six to eight month process and from there um we flew to Miami, and he signed a deal. And that wasn't even me managing him. Right, you just passed the It was off. like, yeah, in hindsight, I should have had the paperwork, whatever. It didn't work out like that. We still forged and kept our relationship going. And fast forward to a few years back, um, I had gotten placements in between this Rick Ross placement, but I got him a Rick Ross placement um, on his Rather You Than Me album, and it's a song featuring Nas. And this was, like, a little bit after I, had like, quit my 9 to 5 and mm-hmm. went full-fledged with my music. And it was, like, that was a pivotal point because it was, like, that was just off of my relationship with Ross's, um A&R, Sam Sneak. Again, just sending somebody. He had DJ, too, right? Yeah, he had DJ. Before, yeah. yeah, and that's that's Ross' DJ sending this guy, Sam's um, beats. We didn't know what it would become of it. And that happened. He got a placement, and, you know, it was history from there. And that's kind of how all— my relationships usually happen, like, organic like that. Me not trying to benefit off of it a certain way, which can be a gift and a curse. Sometimes when you look back, maybe I could have got more opportunities, but I was being genuine in, in every situation I've been in, just trying to be a helping hand. And these people we're talking about today can tell you the same thing. I'm right. still cool with Sap. He like family to me or whatever. We don't do as much business, but we're going to get back into that. So,
0: you know. How is this something that I'm how do you how do you balance out when to reach out and when not to to who like anybody like those relate oh. those business relationships when to lean on them and when not to
1: um i think the biggest thing is staying in communication with these people but when the opportunity presents itself to use them right. i always talk about to my friends and relatives and family how you know, you can't just keep these contacts in your phone. What good are they if we just keep them in our phone? Like, imagine if you just knew me and didn't reach out to me for an interview. What good right. is that? Yeah. And I'm and me being me, how I stated myself and I'm private, I have to learn that too. What good is Sam sneaking my phone, Rick Ross's DJ, if I'm not reaching out to him? Yeah. What good is this record label from Def Jam or whoever, a and exec, if I'm not checking in on them? So I just I don't I don't have a formula to doing that anymore. I have to put my ego to the side, my pride to the side, and just do it. If I feel like it's a situation where it's, it's beneficial, then do it. And if not, still stay in communication with the person and 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 build that rapport because you can have a phone with a million dollars worth of contacts, and if you're not using them, it's like you right. just you just a nigga with contacts in your phone. <laughs> so
0: I can't Some I don't nigga that no niggas. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and I don't I don't <laughs> never want to be that. And I've I've it's been instances where I've had been so prideful and so had this ego where I was scared to reach out to people and I still be- battle every day because you don't want to be bothering people but yeah. forget all that I was just in New York just now I went to um Arista my man Young Sav shot the Young Sav he managed to flip the near. I said yo I'll be up there tomorrow let's link up yeah. let's let's link up went to the office chopped it up It's simple as that sometimes this, you may be scared to reach out to somebody they actually may what you
0: in their presence so yeah. you know just, it's no formula it's just reaching out whenever you feel like it right take Take it, walk us through your first your first artist, managing your first artist, and what was that like?
1: Uh, Technically, my first artist would have been uh, one of my best friends. His name is Tommy Stars. He was like on the DVD. He's from here. He's from Logan. He was on the DVD market back in the day with like Mville, Reese Yeah, that's one of my closest friends. And again, that's a situation where it wasn't officially on the on paperwork where I was managing them. But yeah, same situation, sending out songs, getting them on websites and things of that nature. From there, it's funny because that was the MySpace era. Um DJ Big Mike, who was a mixtape a prominent mixtape DJ back then, Yes, he, is. he saw Tommy um on like a, a blog called OnSmash.com. He mm-hmm. was like, oh, this dude is dope. He reminds me of like a Max B with the braids and the shades. Um, Big Mike reached out to me as well as Tommy on MySpace. He uh paid for the—he actually—it's funny, Big Mike and Johnny Shipes drove down to Logan <laughs> to meet up with Tommy at his crib. <laughs> I forgot all about that because Johnny Shipes, he's the CEO of Cinematic now. He used to work with Big Mike, so they drove down here to meet Tommy. So they—then Big Mike started managing Tommy for a little bit. So, yes, that was my first official real, like, management role as far as, like, managing Enville And also— one of my other closest uh, friends, Rockstar P. We were actually doing that together. He used to be a uh, host on Urban Expressions, Urban Expressions back in the day. Yeah, him yeah. and our guy Ferner. We actually built like a little, a little fake little indie label back then called right. Takeover Records. We had Mville and a few other artists. We had Bonnie Reese Man. So, and this was like the early 2000s. So we've been doing it for so long. <laughs> so yeah, that initial. was my first. That was my first initial. So yeah, what's your what's your relationship with uh, the wall? Uh oh, Black Wall Street. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was about 16. This was doc- pre-documentary. So how that happened was I've always been heavy on my on the computer on the internet since, like I said, the MySpace days. Black Planet. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Planet. Black <laughs> Planet. Them days was crazy, <laughs> legendary. So to use on Black Planet, <laughs> just that uh that Kanye line, what on on his first album. I, what? Forget, I forget you're what I I think I know what you're talking <laughs>
2: about. Yeah. line by uh, Black Planet.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. So this was p- before the documentary came out. They had a Black you had a message board or a forum called like BlackWashery.com or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where like fans or whatever can engage with like the game, his brother, the producers on the label. Um so I was one of the people that was on there, heavy on there. Um Games producer New Jersey Devil who's from Atlantic City. We started building a relationship from there. I was I basically like an intern at at their studio in Atlantic City. Um, I reached out to um, him and then I met Game through that situation. Meeting Game, I got cool with his management at the time, Jimmy Hinchman and Zara Entertainment. We built a relationship. So the initial um, interaction was that message board, Street dot com or whatever it was at the time. Just. Again, being that annoying 16, 17-year-old kid bugging people and just trying to get in where I fit in led up to that. fuck Um, all
0: that. I would have did that shit if I knew. No, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, And even that was, I was at the time, what it's called now, it's called digital marketing. But back then, I didn't know what it was. It was me sending out email blasts to DJs trying to get games music popping. It was me being on message boards saying, yo, this is the new game, Freestyle, check it out. This is me sending out drops to DJs from the game. I didn't know what I was doing. Um and I was working at AC at, at New Jersey Devil Studio. We was printing up shirts and printing up mixtapes. It would be times uh, New Jersey Devil would give me his MySpace password. He would say, yo, just approve all these front requests. It would be like hundreds of firm requests, like little stuff like that. They would go party, whatever, me and me and our, his partners just downstairs in the basement just approving firm requests, pressing up t- uh, them black washi hoodies, shirts, mm-hmm. doing whatever we got to do. Um, That's mean. Yeah, um, and again, it wasn't it was it was no ego at the time. They would they would pay me a few hundred dollars every now and then. I would catch the Amtrak train, the AC, make it happen. One game. It's funny because that tour that game is talking about on the uh, Drink Champs, the, the Snoop tour, yeah. the How the West Was One tour. When they came to Philly, that's the the tour stop where Cicero had got signed. Well, signed quote unquote signed Cicero. He was in the, the hallway rapping. Like, real loud, trying to get attention. And Game heard him. Game brought him into the room, started rapping, and he signed him. And I was there at that tour stop. So it was funny when I heard him talk about that Snoop tour, how he had the Crips and the Blood on the same tour. So yeah. that's how I first met Cicero. So I've always been around that situation. And and to go back to what I was saying before is ego and pride. Back then, sometimes I will be, like, too prideful or too nervous to, like, fly to L.A. to be around. I didn't ever want to be that guy, that too thirsty guy. Yeah. Which, again, could be a gift and a curse. But I've always kept that relationship with them. Even to this day, game was on Clubhouse like during a uh, pandemic. We were in the same rooms chopping it up or whatever. We still talk to this day through the um, the internet or whatever, social media. Um, Jamie Henchman is old management. I'm still cool with his son. So I've always just been solid and always trying to keep these relationships solid.
0: In game get a point because... When I was a G-Unit mascot, I ain't getting no message boards. They ain't let me print up no shirts
1: or none of that. I was just talking to somebody about how I I didn't get a chance to enjoy a lot of that G-Unit music because I was so loyal to that situation in hindsight. and
0: Oh, you was around when it was on.
1: Yeah, and I always tell people I was so naive to all that stuff that was going on because I was so young. I knew it was blood activity, um, allegedly or whatever, but I was so naive to how Serious it was because I'm in it for this, the music. Right, But in hindsight, I'm in a City at these dudes' studio and it's going down. I'm in New York at this, I'm at the hip hop, uh, they had the time they used to have the mixtape awards, Justo, rest in peace, Justo, this popular. Uh, yeah. He has. so at, I was at the award show where it went down with Tony Ayo and Jimmy Hitchman allegedly, and I didn't realize it until like years later. I'm like, yo, I shook Jimmy's hand and then it went down outside. So it was like, being naive, 17, 18 years old, you don't know what's going on. Right. I was deep in the thick of that stuff. So thank God I was never involved in anything right, or shoot right, right. or anything. They, always, they kept me separate from that type of stuff. I was always just a music guy, having relations with people and that was it. They never tried to make me get involved with another activity. So yeah, shots of game and everybody that was involved over there.
0: Yeah. I think that's dope that it's rare that you hear like the internet being used for good like how I was supposed to be used. i'm the
1: king i'm back then i was the king i'm still dog, like back when people would go i was going outside but my friends would have to pull me from the internet i was the dude <laughs> Me, too, me too. i was the dude that was like the cool edit pro editing our songs before we go to 923 to perform i'm on like i said the myspace they would have to pull me from that computer because i had a computer in my house since i was like 11 12 years old like a lot of my friends didn't have a computer that early, so I always had the knowledge of how to maneuver and navigate the internet, whether it was AOL Instant Messenger, whether it was LimeWire, Kazaa, downloading music illegally, all that type of stuff I knew how to do. Having an email blast list, nobody knew how to do that at my age, so I've always had that knowledge to do that, as well as the networking outside, of course, Mm -hmm. but networking inside was always my thing because I figured it's easy to email somebody, Yeah. And for for instance, I'll talk about the message board. I was on a message board called technicians, doc, uh, technicians. This is a DJ called DJ Rain from back in the day. He had a DJ coalition called the Technicians. It would be executives on there, the most popular DJs on there. What I would do is, if a, let's say a person works for Def Jam. Nine times out of ten, their email would be their first and last name at umusic.com. This is game. So let's say it was a... I'll give a name, Sam Crespo. He's to work for Dev Jam. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, his email will be Sam.crespo at umusic.com, which is Universal Music. If I don't know his person's email, I'm gonna guess it sometimes it'll work sometimes it wouldn't stuff like that i would do <laughs> wait what would you say you'd be like yo i know you don't know how i got this email but yeah i'm a dj from philly can you add me to the um the record pull list where you can send me the new latest mp3s yeah stuff like that or it I would, will work? yeah or i would go That's look crazy. in the rocket like kanye west he mentioned kanye west kanye west um album booklet oh Ramsey's was his a and dot last name at you music or Ramsey's at Rockefeller or oh Lenny S Lenny S you gotta see I saw he had a sidekick in the Source magazine Lenny S at t com because t was the sidekick email I'm guessing and figuring it out and now I'm signing out of 10 that would be the email or address or I would get it from a DJ I knew or sometimes people didn't BCC their email so I'll have a whole bunch of contact lists of people that I was supposed to have stuff right. like that you gotta finesse the situation so that's the game right there if someone works working a label figure out what label they work for 9 times out of 10 if it's Universal Music it's probably umusic.com and go from there
0: and figure it out that's crazy yeah yo I remember yo off topic right I remember we were so crazy on MySpace right we yeah. threw a house party right <laughs> and an adult woman came to the party yo wow. an adult woman like she was dressed so nice, yo. <laughs> i was, I think she got there. It was like, fuck it, I'm here. I'm here now. We was in like eighth grade at a wow. we threw a dollar party, yo. And she came through. At the end of the night, we was like, yo, who Who was that? She heard it was lit. She heard she didn't A white either. woman though. Tall white woman. They're like, so what school did she go to? I'm right. like, yo. She knows us here. I think she one of our friends on MySpace and just was. heard it was jumping. <laughs> she couldn't miss the vibes. A whole adult at a dollar party Damn. fucking around with MySpace. That's crazy. I think it's dope to hear you Talk like that, you just like inspired me to really like start kicking their ass on the internet more. I just be on there causing trouble, and that really don't it, that it really don't. Be it may look nowhere. like I be
1: doing that, and it's like I'm the, I'm in a DM. That's how I got. You didn't ask me this yet, but that's how I got. A few years ago, I used to work at Cinematic as the A and R. I had a relationship with Johnny Shipes, but I DM'd him on on Twitter like, "Yo, I'm looking for opportunity." It took a while, but it on Twitter hit him multiple up multiple times. Yeah. You
0: had to keep. Yeah, going.
1: and then shout out to Hovain. He had to co-sign it, but it was like I heard that name before. Yeah, he manages um the Lloyd uh, Banks Styles a lot of people from New York and um around the world. Okay. But Using this internet is so important, man. If somebody's following you as a prominent figure, reach out to them. Shout out to Freddie Gibbs. I just got his email for some beats. Okay. I don't know if Freddie Gibbs. I never met Freddie Gibbs in right. my life. He literally a few days ago sent me his email. I'd reached out to him in a DM. Yo, I got a uh, group of producers. We got a pack for you. He sent me the email over. It was that easy. Like I said earlier, a lot of this stuff put the ego and the too cool and nervousness. Because if you're so nervous, you're not going to ever make a move for yourself. And that's always stuff I've been battling with as far as being behind the scenes. So even this is new to me. I don't do this. But I feel like it's important for people to hear it, you know.
0: Yeah, I think that was something. All right, so something I wanted to ask you, right? Speak on the pros and cons of just doing it off the handshake as opposed to like just <laughs> paperwork as opposed to the
1: pros. I think Wally said in the breakfast club because he's mentioned he didn't want to do. He doesn't like paperwork because it messes up the initial relationship with a person. Once you once you um, present that paperwork, it makes things awkward sometimes. Mm-hmm. They can either choose to sign it or they don't. So Wally was like, no, I sometimes I don't do it. But the kind of that is a person, they're not legally obligated to you in a, or in a situation. So they can get up and leave you whenever they feel like it. That's mm-hmm. the like number one kind of the situation. Um The pros is you just building a solid relationship with somebody that a handshake. I know people that's in real business on handshake business, but it's like That can only may only get you but so far. And I try to work with people that I I, I build a relationship with. I I wanna know your family. I wanna know who you are as a person too. It's the talent is cool and the artistry is cool, but it's like if we don't get along because management is like having a baby. It's like a twenty four hour gig. So it's like if we don't get along, I can't really work with you. So I, I wanna before the paperwork and all that, I wanna know can we get along? Can we hang out? Can we kick it? Can we go out to eat? Then we can maybe discuss working together. Right. Um but yeah, that con is definitely management. Even if you have paperwork with somebody, they can still get up and leave you. Like, so it's like that can hold that can hold a person to you, but if they want to leave you, they can figure it out on their own and still, they may be tied to you legally, they can still leave you. And that's being a manager, it's like the most selfless job in the business. You don't get credit for anything. You get you don't get credit for nothing. Mm-hmm. When it goes bad all the fingers are pointed at you. When it goes good, the artists get all the credit because mm. you're in the back, you're behind the scenes. Right. So like th- being a manager, you have to be really selfless because you're putting the whole human being ahead of you. Like imagine that you're not putting yourself first. A whole other person's ahead of you. There, you have to be a therapist, a financial advisor. You got to book them shows or whatever it may be. So you're putting them and you have your own life. Right. Like I have a wife and kids. So it's like, right. You gotta understand that aspect too. So, and a lot a of times lot.
0: y'all front, like if it's an artist off the street, like a lot of times y'all front the bill for a lot of shit. I hear <sighs>
1: people get that mixed up. A manager is not always an investor. An okay. investor is an, an investor. There are managers that, that choose to invest in the artist financially. Sometimes the artist may have their own money, where they may only need your resources, right. which that's that's great. If you have your own money. I'll advise you what plays we need to make with your money. and We figure it out. So, yeah. So an investor it is an investor, and manager is a manager. Sometimes people think a manager yeah, is supposed yeah, to like. I mean, yeah. But get if I'm bringing you all these resources, if I'm getting you on the radio, doing whatever with my resources, and you have the money to put it up to, to put um, to front the bill, then that's that's we partners now. Let's figure it out. Yeah. You know, let's let's figure it out together. But. Yeah, manager is not always an investor.
0: What what goes into the relationship between a manager and an artist going sour? In your opinion, uh, sometimes creative differences. Sometimes
1: the artist not trusting their process. Sometimes the artist looking at another artist in their manager situation and thinking it should be you guys' situation. Mm. Not being patient enough is like really number one. Um. Yeah. And just sometimes it's sometimes stuff may just not work out. Sometimes maybe that artist needs another manager to take them to the next level. And as a manager, you have to be okay with that. Like if you can only get them to a certain level and someone can reach down and grab them, and take them further, that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? So right. it could be that too. So a lot of things can make it go sour, but those are like the basic things. Usually it's just patience and just the artist not being patient enough and trusting the process, to be honest.
0: No cause I was I was oh, Cause we was in here Talking about like uh, Like when them labels Get When y'all get up there In front of them labels Is it like Yeah is the label pro y'all, or, he, or is the label just pro artist and is looking to get you? <laughs> they, like they try, and, they probably try to get the, the the manager off the paint. Yeah, like if one, you don't got a
1: if you don't got a production deal or nothing with that artist, it's easy to just get in the artist's ear and say, oh yeah, you don't need him, so and so. We will we'll get you your own manager. We got your, our our own lawyers and managers. Da da da. So it's easy, and that's where it goes where y'all have, you and the artists have to have a solid relationship prior to walking into meetings. Because if y'all not solid, and they get in his ear. He, 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 he walking away from you. Right. Y'all have to have these conversations prior to that happening. That's why I say I like to know people before I I I get invested in their career. Because if I don't know your mindset prior to that, you could be that guy that walks away from me. Right. And you left me with nothing. But that's why it's also something called, a, uh, I think it's called a sunset clause in contracts with artists. Where let's say uh, he leaves me. But in the clause, if he leaves me he's still kind of tied to me for like a few years or whatever. And okay. I'll still make money off of it. I think it's called a sunset clause. So stuff like that is important. It is also important to have like an entertainment lawyer. If you don't have him, if you're not paying him, somebody that can advise you about the business, you know, I'm getting to that now as far as, um, learning about entertainment lawyers and things of like that. Cause that's, that's entertainment lawyers. Have a lot of relationships and connections too to the business. Cause think about it, they're talking to the labels every day, so that that lawyer could get you signed. You know what I'm saying? Shout yeah. to uh, Jay Berg. He he deals with a lot of people in Philly, like a lot of Philly artists, Mont Brown and a lot of these kids. They go through um, Jay Berg. He's like a, a prominent lawyer I in the heard city. Heard that fucking he name Sean Smith, it. I think he's his lawyer. A lot of people he goes to a lot of the. Uh, he does a lot of these artists in the city. So yeah, just have a lawyer,
0: get advice, much advice. Use the internet, man. Google. (laughs) Have you ever thought about uh, growing what you're doing to like a company?
1: Yeah. uh, I'm doing it now. Um, I have my my management company. I'm trying to – my biggest thing is I've always been doing it alone. I've never had my own team. I've always been a part of people's team um, pushing them. I've never had my in-house team supporting my vision and my dream. So now moving forward, I'm trying to do that as far as hiring people. If it's an intern helping me or for whoever – building out my team and my structure so I can have my own company. So I am working on that. It is a process just to have people you can trust and, you know, believe in you. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I've always been that person that people go to, to. I believe in them. So now I have to kind of put myself in the forefront to brand myself a little bit more. You know, because I, I want to be a prominent figure in the business, but I can't do that always trying to pull people up with me. Let me first step out and figure myself out and then pull you guys up. Because right. I've always trying to, I've been trying to do it at the same time. Like, Pull people up with me while I'm trying to get my stuff figured out. No, let me build my stuff, build my company out, and then become a, a force in the business. And now I can bring you guys with me.
0: What so, what goes into you picking who to reach out to to even work with? Um, I don't know. The hunger, the passion for the business. Um, not not as far as not even that. As far as like like you say you on the timeline, you like. I mean, which one of these you pick try, like the scope out of artists like Oh oh artists. Um it could be anything if
1: somebody meets finding them on Instagram or somebody suggesting an artist to me. Um it's not even a formula with that. The guy was talking about Ken Masters from Delaware, I've just known him for a few years. I saw he was talented. I wanted to work with him. Okay. Sometimes it's not as difficult as people may think it is. It's, it's literally just <laughs> if you dope, I'm gonna work with you. But it also like I said I gotta, I gotta like you as a person too. Sometimes, right. um, but yeah, if somebody, if someone texted me a song or an album from somebody, I'm gonna check it out. Let's work. Um, the internet, Twitter. Somebody keeps, I keep hearing somebody's name over
0: and over again. I'm gonna check them out. Right. Faith, maybe Facebook. Anything. Word of mouth. So yeah, because I see, I see. It's funny. I have seen you. A lot of times, you and uh, shout out to Kim Chanel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all got y'all be saying the same, same. Shout stuff. to Kim. Um as Far as like managing artists, being yeah, like a, she's, a she went through a situation,
1: yeah, she went through something, I think, too, uh, with her previous artist. So it was like at the same time, I was going through something, it is a thankless job because you're putting your whole life on the line and yeah. a whole person in front of you, like I said. So it is a thankless job, but her as a woman is probably even more harder because a lot of times men think they do know, know everything and gotta have this bravado and strong and yeah. may not be respectful, you know, yeah. and that she probably is had way tougher situations in the past few years that I have, you know, because, you know these these guys can be, you know, really rough on women in the business. Yeah. Um, yeah, so shout to Kim. She's working with OT Kwani now. So yeah, yeah, I definitely hope f- that works out. My, one of my favorite artists. That's all I'll be listening to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so oh, who man. you who you like in the city right now? Like I, I just it.
1: said, O T seven Quani's like number one. Um I listen to Leaf. I like Leaf Ward. I like uh West Philly Tour a lot. Mm-hmm. I like D forum Sloan. I just started kind of tapping into the Godhood Tally. Yeah. I'm not really big on the drill. I like it every now and then. Um, I like shot the uh, Frenchie R&B, shot the Bino. It's so many artists, man. There's, there's been young K, all them guys. I listen to them every now and then. Right. Young K, uh, Mook. Um, it is crazy because like a lot of people that have relationships in the business, they ask me about all these artists. People would have no idea that I could. I'm at the forefront of a lot of these situations, like a lot of these execs. They call me about these artists, like mm-hmm. Too Rare. Uh, a record exec called me, was like, "You know this guy, da da da," and I don't even know Too Rare. Right. But like, I'm I'm co signing these people, people, and these artists probably have no idea. And it's been like that for a long time, where people call me about artists, and I'll co-sign them, and they'll probably have meetings off of my co-sign or my suggestion. Even though I was a cinematic, I was trying, I was in our meetings playing Leaf War. Tour Sa si, Mosque, all these people, and right. people have no idea. Like I'm not going to be reaching out telling them I'm doing. I'm doing right. off his strength, Jersey artists, whoever, Florida artists. I'm doing this off his strength for p- me liking them. So, but I like it like that. I like being like the the behind the scenes guy, where like I'm not always taking the credit for that. But like, if you know, you know.
0: So, yeah. yeah. No, because I brought up I brought up Kim because I seen y'all basically. I was going through. It's almost like this. It was at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. looking, and then I see her start working with him. I'm like, all right, bet. Yeah, I'm like, it must be something to where like y'all got to have a love for it to go back in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I saw her mention that at first she didn't really want to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean but yeah. with him, he, like, he, I remember <laughs> my man write for Audio Man, yeah, and yeah. I remember I reached out to him, and he was like, yo, who, who that? i hell like, alright. Yeah, the now
1: look, right? Yeah, right, so I, I think it's, the, the love is always gonna, the love and the passion for it is always gonna push you, even if you get in situations where you're discouraged and frustrated with the situation, eventually you're always gonna circle back, because this is all, I, I'm a smart guy, but this is my love, and this is not all I know, but for the most part, this is my number one love, so it's like, Whatever I go through, if it if it turns out sour, I may take a few months off, but I'm going have to get back to it because this is this is my dream and my passion. I'm really passionate and knowledgeable about it, so right. why not why not get back into it? You know, music is like we run this like hip hop culture. We run this shit,
0: so why not? <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Well, um, speak on. Uh, DJ Young Legend TV, your your vlogs. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that was something I started a few years ago
1: after I had left Cinematic. Just me wanting to brand myself again, and just doing it in a different way, where I kind of put kind of put myself in front of the camera, um, so to speak. Um, I'm actually gonna be re- relaunching that soon. The previous interviews I had with Sean Cotton, Louis V Gutta, Mike Knox when he first got out of jail. Um, I had Casanova, a lot of people, just me being a fan of like podcasting and youtube and figuring i can do it which i, I know i can do it so it's like mm-hmm. um yeah that's gonna be something i'm gonna be reintroducing probably in the spring summertime. so now i'll be starting that again i want to i want to attack it in a different way not just face-to-face interviews i want to do just um maybe just going in the corner store buying some chips having a conversation that way going go out to eat going to whatever restaurant, just talking that way rather than, you know, on a couch or whatever. But I'm figuring that out now. And um, I got a few cameramen on deck doing, doing that and probably going to build out my own website just for that and hopefully shop it to like a network. That's my biggest thing, being like a producer of things, again, being behind the scenes and like producing things and then pushing to a network where I can shop. It's like a revolt or whatever. Right. I have an idea in mind now that I want to do that I want to like shop it's like a complex like a five part series for something it's so much money and avenues in this stuff man you have no idea any ideas you have put them on paper jot them down just do them because you don't always got to attack it the same way everybody else is attacking it you know what I'm saying Yeah. so that's why I'm looking at it like
0: I've been seeing people like that do like so we do the podcast thing X amount of times a week yeah. right but I could almost see us like I'm noticing that like Cassim is good at sports. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And Mike and Kenny, they good at like talking fashion and whatever. <laughs> right. Whatever trend going on. So right. I could see us like I've been thinking about it, but I almost like want to expand this, You know what I'm saying? To where Yeah. It's
1: funny you said that, because I as soon as you said sports. I'm th- like even branching off but still coming through as a collector for this. Yeah. Maybe have Cassim doing sports for like a, a hip hop since 87 yeah. i'm giving ideas out but it is what it is reaching out to them yo my man do sports but that way y'all are branding yourself and also always always coming back to this because this is the brand this is the root of it right this podcast yeah but branding each, each other separately where y'all can bring each other up and build opportunities out that yeah, way
0: because uh it was another podcast we just did earlier this mm-hmm. week and they just started a uh a sports stream, a YouTube, where whatever. Right. Just want to talk strictly sports over there, but then yeah. come back over come here. Back so over, it's yeah. like, yeah, why
1: not? Because then, what if
0: the sports thing pop off first?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Imagine a uh, uh,
1: uh, uh, ESPN pick up a clip and that happens like that, that fast. So and then that be the thing that propels y'all. And this y'all can still use this, but that be the thing that yeah. gets y'all through the door. So why not? Yeah,
0: I'm starting to realize like it's more it's more work to be done. You know what I'm saying? It's all yeah, always. Even when you think you're at a level where you comfortable is not like
1: i remember working at cinematic like, w- commuting on a mega bus to new york every day damn i'm living my dream and getting comfortable and was like it's a person that wants your spot that's not comfortable so you gotta keep working and um it's always a level even at that level it was like no nah, keep going keep going if you even if you feel like you reached a pinnacle. Now it's another level. Because Elon Musk and these guys are making billions. So yeah. if you, until you're reaching those levels, I'm sure they want to reach higher levels than that. So until you reach those levels, it's always
0: going to be a level. Yeah. So that's why I've been I, – I was I was like – I didn't really want to do the YouTube shit. But then I've been yeah. looking into it. It's a lane. It's a lane. It's a lane.
1: And I was tell somebody earlier – actually – Shot the uh so the cat out the bag, um me and Veli are working together. Veli manages Capella Gray. Okay. He has a um a few producers I'm helping him manage. We were just talking about him, his producer, just building out his YouTube channel and how much work it takes to do that. You're gonna get two views. You're gonna get ten views. It's not gonna happen overnight. We we'll get thousands of views. We there now. <laughs> it takes Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> but it takes the work. Like of course you're gonna get frustrated seeing that, but you have a now you have a catalog on YouTube with let's say you know me. Let's say I send your your YouTube link to Charlemagne. He not he may see the views, but he sees a catalog of work y'all put in. He may want to fuck with y'all. Whoever it may be, I send it right. whoever. I'm, I'm using me as an example. Who, let's say you send your podcast to whoever. You have a catalog now of stuff. Don't worry. Focus on the views so much. It's cool to have the views, but focus on that work you're putting in the consistency. Because Say Cheese wasn't always Say Cheese. Hip Hop eighty seven was always, always, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody has those humble beginnings. I've had humble. I'm, I'm still in the beginning. Believe it or not. So, yeah, just keep doing what y'all are doing.
0: It's crazy. Like you, I could talk to you between like you, Chad, and like nerd. They all kind of like shape the way. I speak on certain things like yeah. I gotta have like some kind of research on certain shit before I speak. As far as music, because I mm-hmm. I love music. But you are, I think you're knowledgeable. You you speak on things knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it come from it come from like learning. You know what I'm saying? Watching y'all. No,
1: it's it's a process. I'm still learning. I'm I'm trying to pick up books and stuff to read. Uh, read every day and um, even you mentioned like those like my close friends as well. I've known Chad since I was like. 12 years old nerd for years and years so even those guys how they're in the podcasting space and they were at the forefront of this stuff it's like i learned from them too like it's weird because i'm i know everyone all these people but like i'm legit fans of them aside
0: from that's the best part
1: yeah it is weird because it's like it's weird like i love listening to y'all podcasts i never have to be on this podcast a day in my life but i will always listen to it same with Chad, same with Nerd Joe, but all these people, I love love listening to podcasts and being informed of different things, so yeah. it's like, and that's the best thing, so yeah, everybody's doing
0: their thing, shout out to y'all, shout out to Nerd, and everybody doing your thing. Yeah, I always, I wanted to be, everybody wanted to be an artist, but yeah. even now when I think about it, like, when I find certain songs, like, you ever be like, the first one on the artist. Always, they be like, though. They be like, yo, yeah. you should be this. I'm like, I don't even know how to go about being that shit. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. No, yeah. I've been that I've been that guy, and it's been annoying. People, people, I annoy people being that guy so much. They'll text me somebody, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I know about him already. I'm that guy. Yeah. So it's just learn how to finesse it into a situation for yourself. If you're that guy, turn it into a segment on the show where you – previewing this guy's music exclusively so on YouTube when that guy gets a Grammy 10 years from down the line they can double back and search that person's name and they'll be like, oh yeah one fan radio played that guy first shit like that you know what I'm saying where it makes sense where it's like damn you have the history you're not making this up I'll play the song on my show or whatever so yeah just
0: finesse it and figure out yeah are you what you managing people are you in the market for more artists to manage or it's just one at a time I think the biggest
1: thing is even to figure out, like I'm getting a lot of things. Like I'm a great, I'm great at management, but I'm also great in A&Ring. So it's also figuring out how much I want to take on. Cause I also want to be an A&R at a a label again. So it's like, I'm fine with just having an artist or one or two artists, but I also want to establish myself as a prominent A&R. Cause like you just said, like I just said, I'm the guy that always finds the talent and always knows about artists first. So if I'm going to do that, Get back, go, go back to a label and establish myself. So I don't know if, right now if I want to take on too many artists. Like I said, I have the one right now, but I think the goal is to get another A&R position on the label, so where I'm established and then, all right, I'm at a label again. Now
0: I can work on managing where you artists. Go? Um, like where do you like? How I don't could, know. Like where you see yourself fitting it? Any place that
1: gives me the freedom. Um, to just venture out and find talent and trust in my ear enough to sign that artist. Because a lot of times there are ANRs that work at these labels, but they they haven't signed anybody because the label doesn't believe in the artist or trust them enough to sign them. So I can believe in you as an artist, but there's a process. I have to bring you to the label and they have a team of executives executives to believe in that artist too. It's deeper than just me liking you and getting signed. It don't work like that, right? So I'll, I'll go to any situation that. Believes in my vision, and my foresight, that wants to work with me and allow me that freedom, you know, and trust me enough to bring artists to the table and sign them, because that's the biggest thing. You can have meetings with these artists and all that, but that deal was really what counts on 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 my my record. You know what I'm saying on my on my resume? Yeah, because it's 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 been artists. I've uh, there's a kid Pootie from Florida. He had a song that went crazy viral a few years ago. I had a meeting with him. He signed Interscope a few years later. I could have had um Cowboy from Chicago. I could have forty two Doug. I know it's old man Halim. So it's like, it's cool to say that, but right. it didn't work out for me. Right. So it was like, what good is that for me? not I am the guy that almost had forty two Doug? Yeah. No. I you have to physically make it happen and
0: the label has to trust you enough to make it happen. So How how would you go about, right? A label putting a deal on the table, mm-hmm. you with an artist, but you know more about the business than him. He he sprung off the number they put in front of him, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you know, like, yo, they yeah. going to kick us in our ass on the back end after yeah. this event. Like, how is that another one of those scenarios a, where the, where the artist and the manager could be like
1: part ways? It was tough. It's funny you said that because I remember being a cinematic, being a creative and being on the business side at the same time is tough. Imagine you being a creative and knowing everything about the business. You knowing these labels take advantage of artists. Some some of them, not all of them. I'm not saying to the matter. I'm just saying in general. Right. Um. You know, you have the knowledge, but you seeing these kids walking in the label, kind of getting taken advantage of, or in a situation getting taken advantage. What What do you do? You're You're a higher. You're contracted to work for this label, but you also know sometimes the situation isn't the best. What do you do? But if if it was my artist. I wouldn't just let him sign anything. Right. I wouldn't. I couldn't just the number because you, you're giving up something for that advance. They're giving you. They're gonna offer you a million dollars, right? But they're probably gonna take your publish unless you don't ha- unless you have some leverage, which you probably don't. They're probably gonna take whatever your merchandise, three sixty deal, whatever. So yeah, the million dollars sounds cool, but you're giving up a lot. That's why that the Meek situation all that has happened. The Meek and the NBA young boy because y'all you gave up something initially. That's mm-hmm. why you get stuck in these situations, and you don't have the knowledge. Nobody's advising you in two thousand and one or two thousand and five. Oh yeah, you should be doing it because you think about the money. Get out the hood. That's why these guys are so what,
0: disgruntled now. What What can they do, in your opinion? Those uh, two artists uh, you just named. What
1: could what, could could they have done, or could they? What could a new I, artist yeah, do I, now? No, no,
0: no, no, no. Meek, Meek, trying to get. What out of do Atlanta. now? Yeah, I
1: mean, the biggest thing he has to do now is just honor the contract. I mean, he, luckily for Meek and his situation, he has Rock Nation relationships and other relationships where Atlantic probably won't hold him, but they'll, 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 you know, they'll keep him in pocket for as long as they can. They'll be like, "Oh yeah, you owe an album. All right, well, it won't come out for nine months." Or, "Oh yeah, we'll count it as a mixtape. We'll count it as an EP." They play those type of games. Oh yeah, DC Four. That wasn't the album for real. Yeah. You called it a mixtape. So yeah, it doesn't go against your um, contract. That's nasty. It is, but unfortunately, they signed these deals, and then they probably had the the record label probably gave them an appointed lawyer. So you're in. So imagine that. Imagine you don't even have your own lawyer. The label gives you. That's that's a conflict interest right there. Yeah. But a lot of people don't even know that how that works. Like oh yeah. Lawyer, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a lawyer for you. That's not how it should go. Yeah, because the lawyer is in bed with the label. No, you should have your own separate lawyer, your own team to walk in these uh, meetings with, not the label appoint. That's he's only their payroll. Yeah. So of course, of course, the la- he, he's gonna be in the label's best interest, not the artist.
0: Why would you? Why would the lawyer be in the artist's best interest? So I think it's crazy. Like when I was young, I used to think when them guys get yo, I used to think they got. I think a CD was... I used to think they get paid, like <laughs> you pay $16 for yeah. a CD. I used to think they get like $10 out of that. Uh, I used to think they get like a little cent every time they song got played. Uh, you dude. get older and realize you these get niggas get, get paid. <laughs> they get less <laughs> than a penny from streaming. Yeah. They get cents off of the CD if it gets bored at one time. Yeah. Imagine, and Imagine, think about
1: the artists that signed contracts before the streaming. That means they probably have these old grandfather contracts that don't even have the, the, the revenue of like the streaming... Numbers and stuff. So imagine you signed a contract in like 99, 2000. You probably have like an old, your contract probably is so crazy like right now. So,
0: like some of them get paid one time. You get yeah. paid one time, you advance, you don't recoup, yeah. and you're stuck.
1: You might get paid quarterly depending on your publishing, but other than that, that might not even be a lot of money. <laughs> like, Just Young met- Boy, they,
0: they own his YouTube channel. And that should make what he said twenty six million dollars a month or some shit like that. He might not never see those sixteen. He might never see those checks, man. Unfortunately.
1: So how they get his
0: YouTube through a three sixty? Yo, when you sign
1: contracts, these labels would be like, yo. That's why the contract be like this. (laughs) Yes, they'll be like, yo. What's your username and password? I've worked at labels. What's your what's your SoundCloud username and password? What's your Twitter? They probably don't give your IG up because they they like having IG. What's your Spotify? So they give that over to the digital marketing team. It's theirs now. So the digital marketing team, they're uploading the songs and sending them to streaming. They own it now because it's probably in the contract. But you're not gonna realize that until it's two, until it's now. Whereas, where let's say you're an artist like a Fetty Wap, you want to upload a song on SoundCloud and it gets taken down. They're
0: like, "Why do y'all take? Because the, they own the label owns the song. Yeah, you can't just freely put music up. That's not how it works." He had he he was saying that he had to lie to uh, nit the grit and say he was going through like mental health issues yeah. in order to put that recent album sometimes out. Sometimes, yeah. Some you ever wonder
1: why artists change their name? Sometimes, yeah, for that reason. Like a Prince, go by a, a symbol. Joe Button, he I think he wanted to do like a thing called Rage Against the Machine yeah. or just raised So yeah, just get out of a try to, it's like a finesse, try to get a deal somewhere else or finesse out of it so you don't. It's a finesse. It's it's crazy. You got the would loop you, you got to go through.
0: Would you be? Would you vote against artists signing record deals? Record record deals can help you though, just depending on the um how it's
1: structured. I I can't say I'm against it because. A record deal can change your life. I can't. Uh, I can't be against you providing for your family, but a lot of the, a lot comes from providing for your family. Again, what are you giving up? That publisher can help feed your family. If you are giving that up for thirty thousand advance, is it worth it? No. At and at the time, it might sound like it because you can get your mom house, you could get a car or whatever. But once that advance is gone, now what? You give up your publishing. So, along if it's structured in a way that benefits you and your family, and it allows you to have some type of leverage yeah do they get their show money maybe they may it depends again how every, all of them may not though it depends on how the deal is structured maybe a 360 where the labels get a percentage or most of it they may be getting their show they may be getting their streams they may be getting merchandise again it depends how how it's structured it's, 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 it's nasty <laughs> but pros there, there are good stories about uh, they will could be fucking you over but you can still <laughs> become the biggest artist in the world, mm-hmm. but nobody would know that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you're the biggest artist, but you're also getting fucked in the process. Like Lil Wayne, like a, he was under Birdman, he was he wasn't getting what he was worth. But he the biggest artist. So it's like, is it wor- It's it's like it's working out for the. It's kind of like working out, but on the back end, it's not because you're not getting what you're worth. You're the biggest artist in the world, but they're fucking you over in the process. What
0: are some of your f- favorite people in hip hop as far as on the business side of it? Uh, I would say Dame Dash
1: for his passion. Um, he gets a bad rap, but he 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 helped put one of our our, our biggest artists in the game. You know mm-hmm. his passion and his. If 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 Jay Z didn't have Dame Dash, he wouldn't be the Jay Z we know. It took Dame Dash to walk into these record labels and to curse people out. It's like he had to take the fall for Jay Z when you think about it. Yeah, and people don't realize that. It's like again, it goes back into putting a whole other person in front of you. He had to be this he had to be perceived as angry executive in order for Rockefeller and Jay Z to be successful. Like imagine that. Right. Jay Z wasn't doing that for himself. Biggs was Biggs was the quiet one. Dame had to be that one. He had to have a persona. So I think Dame was like one of my number one guys. Um I can't think of who else off the top. I like the regular names to Kevin Lyles, the Steve Stout, Steve Stout for what he did for like the branding game as far as getting a lot of artists deals, like Nas with like certain deals and like uh, brand partnerships and stuff like that Right. he was like Steve Stout helped with like the uh, S Carter for Jay-Z mm. and 50 Cent the G-Unit deals for Ree- Reebok so stuff like that Steve Stout did it's so many people I, Sycamore he used to, he started out like me a mixtape DJ now Sycamore he did the beats he used to do the uh, instrumental um, the, the, mixtapes
0: yeah he had the, like uh, J-Arms uh, and all yeah, that he
1: had the Sycamore uh, yeah, drop yeah, yeah. now he's working with Travis Scott YG so it was, like these executives I look up to um, Dallas Martin in Atlantic, Young Sav, he made his flip dinero. Now he's the co-head of music at Arista. So many people, man. So many. So
0: many. How do you feel about uh TikTok? Like oh. I feel like TikTok. I ain't gonna lie, I don't even have that shit on my phone, but that no, shit has it, introduced me to so much funny. music and so much, so many new be, artists. I'm gonna be
1: transparent with you. I just downloaded I was so against it because I thought it was for kids. So I just downloaded it maybe a few weeks ago. Which I should have been on it. I think in our in the space we're in, it's important for us to to um, use these apps that are here for us. It's like regardless of what it is. Like, I'm sure our parents would think that's crazy if you've been on MySpace. Right. But because we're in this generation, we have to engage with these different apps. Like If it's for cool, cool kids or not, people are getting records off of these apps. People are c- creating content. Like You could be putting your podcast on this app. You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, you, you figure it out. I know it's kind of hard to navigate because I don't even know, understand it really, but Figure out how to navigate it. Figure out how to put clips on there, and just use
0: it to your benefit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm realizing like uh it's a couple blocks. I gotta get more familiar on Reddit. Yeah. Reddit, oh, Reddit is
1: like a secret society.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, it's like it's crazy. Yeah, it's
0: crazy. I love Reddit. I yeah. got, I got. But one thing I'm realizing, right? Yeah. And you, you've you been doing this It's a difference between Being on social media And working on social media Like mm-hmm. I could be on there Bidding all day But then I gotta be it gotta on gotta be a there. mix of it though Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I But I think you, you,
1: you You're you trying to do that though I see you do that But I think The bidding on it And having the fun Can bring allow in, people Bringing the yeah, people bring engaged Because yeah. a lot of times Me just even having Normal conversation with people allowed them to start following me Like probably people in the business yeah. Oh yeah he's, he's a cool dude Let me follow him So I think Don't force don't force it do, right. Keep doing what you're doing and people are gonna gravitate toward it. But also, like you said, mix it in. Cause it's a guy, it's a flea artist, I'm not gonna say his name, but it's a flea artist I know. He started to turn into like the funny, like the meme guy, like the saying the funny tweets and like yeah. like the Justin LaBoy the type stuff. Yeah. I did him, I was like, yo. Start putting your music in the middle of that because it don't make sense to be that funny guy on Twitter. But then it's like you're a full artist. Yeah. Make it make sense. Reply to the tweet and put your video on the tweet. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if, if you got a tweet that goes viral, put your podcast YouTube link on there.
0: Make yeah. it make sense at the end of the day. I got to start getting more on Reddit. Uh, mm-hmm. You said TikTok. What yep, was the TikTok. other one I was about Oh, the Discord. Discord is a you secret.
1: Want to, how many Discord do you Discord. T- uh, We have one for Bell and the Berman. All right, so the podcast needs a Discord. Yeah, yeah. People, I, my man, I don't know if you know, my man Corey Lee is a prominent, popular uh, gambling Discord called Everybody Eats. It's like over a thousand people in it. He charges a subscription for people to put their betting slips in there, share their slips, share their wins, $20 a month. Oh, and Patreon. Stuff like
0: that. Patreon,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's like so much, though. Like, yeah. Patreon, people are gonna pay Discord, all that. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah, there's so many discords. I like to be a part of. It's it's fun.
0: I mean, you got. How mean, you in?
1: I'm in. I'm in the gambling one. My man shot the It's the Real podcast. They have like a, a a a Discord as well. Ransom, the artist Ransom, he has one. Chad is creating one. I joined. Yeah. He's not using it right now. I don't think. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm yeah. like five. Yeah. It's hard to keep up with it. With See, all I'm this, in three. It's, it's hard to keep up with Discord. I take the notifications off because it's. Too yo,
0: much. they was killing me, it, it, yo. Like Every boom, time boom, something boom. got boom. I said in the mm-hmm. joint, I had to go back and you fix that it. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in the uh, Gym Factory. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gym factory, I'm, Gym factory yep. I'm in Academics, John.
1: I didn't even know he had he got I didn't know he had Discord. That's what's up. Academic. That's what's up. I didn't know he. That's my man. Everybody else, every podcast you talking about. Yeah, that's my man. Everybody
0: else melting, but to me, he like he a ball of information to me. Yeah, buddy. I learned to like him. You know, at, at the beginning,
1: everybody was like he was a true. No, he's smart. yo. yeah, he yeah was smart, he's a nerd. You know. Yeah, I like I like yeah. people I like
0: people that can nerd out and shit. Yeah. Man.
1: Oh, and then you mentioned The stream is a whole streaming. Oh, the twist. T-
0: Yo, it's so much, man. That's what I'm saying. It's like
1: we gotta do all this stuff. Yeah. Like everything we need, <laughs> yeah. we have to do it. Literally, even yeah.
0: me, I gotta do it. So, yeah, yeah it's Twitch. fun. <coughs> I've been thinking about I've been thinking about Twitch a lot because yeah. you don't have to have. There'll be no games being played on the Twitch mm-hmm. I watch. Uh, they yeah. use it for sports now. Like uh, yeah. I, I follow a guy called Legend of Winning. Mm-hmm. He he. Uh, every time the Lakers play, he on there mm-hmm. talking about the Lakers or whatever. Yeah, I'm big on like I'm 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 happy. I can still like. Embrace content as much as I do it. So yeah, you know what I'm saying I'm learning. I'm always learning and shit. Mm-hmm. So gotta be, gotta stay ahead of the curve. And, yeah, and try to figure out what's going on. So um, we need a spot on this vlog. When this vlog coming back? Well, today's the first
1: day of spring, so I gotta hold myself to that. So spring, summertime, probably next month or so. To be honest, I've been kind of pushing it back because I'm so hard on myself with it. Because I wanna have like the, I wanna come out with a bang. So yeah. I gotta just start recording episodes but yeah we y'all, we y'all could definitely be on there that's nothing that's easy no it's just me fuck this <laughs> no, they ain't show up, some, they yeah. show up to my interview yeah,
0: yeah he <laughs> knew the other two they bailed earlier in the day yeah and they make, had good excuses yeah him he was I was just with the nigga I was just <laughs> with him and he bailed me out for that's some funny. seafood salad yo that's what's up um let them know where they can find you because I'm pretty sure a couple uh, people to reach out to you. I yeah. know a lot of artists that listen to us.
1: DJ Young Legend, uh, this is just exactly how I said it. DJ Young Legend on Twitter, DJ Young Legend two one five on Instagram. I'm all over there. Um, DJ DJ Young Legend two one five at Gmail if you want to reach out to me, um, on the side or whatever, and I'm here. I'm around. Yeah, this is another
0: one of them, man. Yeah. seems like every time I, I I come back, we do three episodes. And in a we ain't even really
1: like we didn't really go like dive in. It's a so it's so much more. It's <laughs> so much. But yeah, I as appreciate far as, it. What's up? Like <sighs> I don't know. I feel like I didn't really give my full backstory because it's I didn't dive into the mixtape era of my life. I used to uh be a part of a team called Tape
0: Masters Inc. It's
1: so much. Wait, wait, man.
0: wait, you can't just. That's a. That's a real. Yeah, that's a, it's so
1: much though. Yeah.
0: No, I, no, no, no. We got to get into that right now because you. I've heard that drop. Oh yeah, yeah. So all right, F- I, mean, I mean, that's I'm a gonna, universal I'm, drop. I'm gonna speed it up.
1: So shout out to Lex and Wex. They from, uh Well, one of them passed away. Wex passed away a few years ago. Um, long story short, they were already kind of popping with the mixtape game, getting like the exclusives. However, they got them was from an intern. Whoever, um, I joined them. Because I had a mace record called uh was I think it was Brief Stretch Shake. And I had sent it to them and kept sending them exclusives I was getting. And they let me be a part of the team. We were in the Double XL magazine. We did a lot together. Um Yeah. Uh Alright, so
0: when you so all right, so let me ask you this. When you're making them mixtapes, right? Yeah. you gotta get them songs exclusively. If you
1: wanna sell, if you wanna sell so a lot of units and a lot of copies, you need to have, your track listen need to be crazy. Your, your, your track listing is, that's the most important, that used to be the most important, important part of the mixtape. The cover and the track listing. if I'm looking at the track listing, it has to be appealing. Right. Usually from like the number one to number ten. It has to be like, oh, yeah, exclusive 50 Cent, Jay-Z, oh, exclusive uh,
0: Fab and j- Jewel, but it got to be like so that. So how was y'all How was y'all able to work around that? Because y'all had to deal with, like, because I'm the, I'm pretty sure 50 was giving all his stuff to... Uh... Well, you'd have to
1: get it illegally. You sometimes have to get it when you weren't supposed to have it. Right. So it had to be a situation where, let's say, an intern from, like, Dev Jam send you something from, like, Jay-Z you weren't supposed to have. And you're taking a gamble, putting it on your mixtape, but it's going to sell your mixtape. You know right. what I'm saying? Or you have a whole... Also back in those days, two thousands, you get a host like you'll get like a fab hosting, hosted by fab. So you'll probably have a fab intro, two fab freestyles, and maybe like an outro and an uh, exclusive song. That's a way to sell your mixtape. say we mentioned Sycamore. Set you apart, all instrumentals that set you apart from everybody. Yeah, it's it's the the biggest thing back then was having like your own niche. You didn't want to be like K Slay or Big Mike or Envy, they had their niche already. How could you set yourself apart? And I think how we did it was literally having all exclusives, like we had like Usher, Usher exclusives. This this person, because we had relationships at like all the labels, and we would get them however we got them. Sometimes you have to pay for these songs. This is it, games be really deep back in the day, man. It really was like crazy.
0: you talk like you, it was you basically worked your way into that shit. You yeah, know what I'm saying? and it was just off of pure
1: just gambles and like like I said, I I didn't know the them tape masters and guys at the time. It was like, oh damn, I have a song that they probably will want. I could probably finesse
0: this into a situation. So myself. songs back then were like trading cards. <clears throat> yo yo, I just got this
1: dog. It it will be times. Well, we talked about it on Twitter. Shout out to my man Low Key. He works for Apple Music now. He, he used to have a website called You Heard That New dot com. It will be times we'd be on AOL Instant Messenger and you will like just transfer a song on Instant Messenger that way. Yeah. <laughs> or you ain't want to have an email trap because people can find, you know, hack your shit. You'll send it through AOL Instant Messenger. He'll send me a freestyle of like a fab. I'll send him like a, whoever I may have. And he'll put, he'll put my, I'll put my drop on the song yeah. and he'll put it on his website and the song out of here. But I got my drop on there so I got my credit. But it, that comes with a lot too because niggas will start calling you. Like one time, I was on three with Wildcliff. <laughs> I was on three with Wyclef John and John and Jimmy Hinchman about a song I sent out. So it was what, like you got in trouble. He was like, they were like, "Where'd you get this song from?" And I was kind of like, oh, "I just got it. I downloaded it on the internet." And I, yeah, and I because I emailed blasted out with my tag on it, and Jimmy saw it and he called me. And I didn't know Wyclef was going to be on the damn phone. I was kind of nervous, but yeah, they impressed me about what it. What song was it? I don't, it was some. It was nothing you would ever know. I don't even remember. It was nothing. I think it was just.
0: Go on to November?
1: No, <laughs> 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 no, it was it was like late two thousands. It wasn't nothing that he it was pop. It was just a song I probably found and I wanted to capitalize off of it. Type of that's the biggest thing. If you get something early back then, capitalize off it, put your tag on it, put it on the internet. And there was a time I used to send stuff to Kobe Cole when he was on the radio. Was, not at part nine he was at one hundred three point nine? He would like shout me out for stuff. I would send him like. If Jay-Z would like freestyle real quick or like a Hot 97 or put something out real quick, I would grab it and send it to him. Kobe would clean it up and put it on, on,
0: play it in the afternoon on the show. So, Yo, you know how many songs I heard on a Come Up show that I never heard again? Yeah. And that's probably why. It'll be like that sometimes. Yeah, it'll be like that sometimes,
1: man. It's the game, it and was I was on the then.
0: internet, bullshit, and looking no. at porn, dog. This thing <laughs> was, was but no, you gotta
1: do, you gotta do both. But it was that, that music stuff I talk about. That was a dark. It, I wouldn't call it a dark web, but it was like sound like it. It would kind of be like if you know, you know, like all these bloggers that's prominent, that like Elliot Wilson's. They was in, all these people was back then. They were doing the same things as far as like this stuff, sending songs to each other. Nah, it was not right. It was on Smash. Nah, right. You heard that new ill roots all these blogs that's how he became successful getting these exclusive clients. how would you get, get uh, traffic to your website you right. had to have content so it was it was it was fun man
0: this is it dope fun. hearing you like the way you use utilize the internet
1: dog oh, you know i saying? could i couldn't bullshit cuz that that that, main, that when i was younger that computer was in my mom and dad's house it was like they had to I had to make it make sense for them to keep let me use the computer and using that that internet it wasn't wifi it was the cord, you paying the for the, the, the yeah. ethernet yeah so it was like they coming down the steps, probably walking behind me, see what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm going to be on these message boards and editing songs because I love it and it has to make sense. And they saw the Fru- Fruits of the Labor a few times from that. So I couldn't just be bullshitting. So it was
0: fun. That's it was definitely crazy. fun. Yeah, man. A young legend. Okay, the yeah. name so the name... So the, it's so much. I know, a nigga, I know a nigga from that name legend. He just shoot at people. So <laughs> he might he be a legend in shooting. Yeah, he a legend in all in the, the streets. Wrong shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, my, my story
1: not over, so <laughs> I, I named my daughter. Her middle name is Legacy, so hopefully she'll pass on a legacy. And I'm to be honest, I was thinking about this in the car. Like The reason why I'm doing this interview and a lot of stuff I'm trying to do is because I want stuff to live on the internet where she and my kids they can see this. I don't want to just be i don't want to have like the hearsay oh yeah he was he was cool he was dope no they could double back and hear this interview and find out what i really used to do so it's important for me to start to step in front of the camera in front of the mic to actually finally after all these years tell my story get out of my comfort zone and give this game information so they can hear it and people that i don't know can hear it and you you utilize the situation and get this information and get this
0: game and apply to their own careers and their own life journeys yeah for sure. That's some, something you. I think nerd has said that, mm-hmm. too, as far as, like, these episodes and these interviews and stuff being a part of, like, your legacy, you know what I'm yeah. saying, being something that you can leave behind. Dog. That's I, something he say a lot.
1: The older I get, the more... I didn't care about this shit years ago, but now when you got, like, family, it's like, damn. Like, what will they say about me not gonna, when I'm gone? You know what I'm saying? What can, what can they type in on YouTube or on Google that will come up? Yeah. So this shit... That shit is important, yo. And when you, when people die and people talk at funerals and have such nice stuff to say, you want the same stuff to be said about you. You want the catalog and legacy to live on. You want them to put up your podcast and YouTube and these interviews. Damn, my dad, my cousin, my brother, he was doing everything he said he, and plus more. So I'm going to keep getting out of my comfort zone and doing more stuff like this. Hopefully this won't be the last. So, yeah. Damn. It's deep, dog. It's deep. Like I said, the order you get when you have kids, like, damn, what do you, what, what we what we leaving them aside from financial? Yeah, right. Like it's cool to say you got a podcast, but where's that? Oh yeah, I was on YouTube. Oh yeah, now I can check my dad's pot. You know what I'm saying? Ten yeah, years my, ago, my
0: my kids they starting to be on like TikTok, and my daughter yeah. she like write and do mm-hmm. art. So knowing that she has that inner that that mm-hmm. she'll probably do so, because. With, with us is different Like mm-hmm. we we creatives Like you know what I'm saying Even with T Like we mm-hmm. do more than just live You know what I'm saying yeah. So to see that in them It's like alright So let me keep going So they see Like like they don't yeah. Like they when they see this They know what it means mm-hmm. And shit like that You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying Or they'll be on Or they'll be on their YouTube And see uh Like in the suggested videos You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. And my, my journal pop up So right. You saying that as far as like kids Because they can pick up on that. You know what I'm saying? My mm-hmm. daughter can really draw. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And you you, you, an example for her.
1: She may not understand necessarily right now, but eventually she will and then she can double back and listen to the catalog and see what you really was doing right now, you yeah. know, in the future. So, yeah. All this stuff that we're doing right now is important. This is all history. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yep. Appreciate you
0: coming out, man. Anytime, man. Anytime I'm here, definitely gotta get you back. You yep. gotta, come, you gotta come back when mm-hmm. we talking. We just gonna have a music. I can't wait debate. for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's gonna be fun. Anytime, you know yeah, I love you, that. You, you know, like you could you can, you could be the mediator. And I listen
1: to all. I'm a fan, so I listen to all these. Duh. Like when you know, had the young lady up here Talking about the, uh, the Bel Air show all, I'm yeah, missing yeah, everything idea, yeah, yeah, yeah Even when they had You had the little the kid over here The episode that, that went uh, crazy episode viral Episode 60,
0: yeah, yeah All that type of yeah, stuff Yeah, that one that That's one my was favorite that. episode so far Episode 60, yeah Shout mm-hmm. out to him Shout uh, out to him Update on him He he offered probation and everything Oh, Say that's what's up, good. man yeah, Shout to so. him
1: Y'all gotta do an update See? Update episode. <laughs> if, yeah. you're, if you're around.
0: <laughs> Alright, so that's a good idea. I'm gonna reach out. See, mm-hmm. all right, so we need Young Legend. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Update Young. Episode. Legend, by the, man, it's the one FR. Right. You know <laughs> Let's saying? do it, yep. Yeah, so uh, yeah, man. I think this is a good one. I appreciate it. They got it. a good week ahead of them, man. I appreciate it. Episode Let's it. 93, is the one FR, man. DJ Young Legend. We out. Let's go.